The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greetings, dear stars. Welcome. This is Sharita Star. It's the Sharita Star and Power Hour. Thank you for being here. And good day, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening from in the world on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. It's time to get empowered, dear stars. Welcome to episode 16. This is the 3rd of 2023. And today we're going to be diving into Feng Shui for the soul. How to achieve more ohm from your home with author Amanda Gates. And we're reeling off the last episode, which was the second for 2023, Understanding Our Retrograde Shadows and Correction from Reflection, and our continuing Carpe Diem for 2023. So we're now really just beginning to feel the flow of this seven universal gear. We've wrapped up the shadow of Mercury retrograde. We are still in the shadow of Mars retrograde till the 16th of March. And by all definitive mathematical planetary definition, we are under all planets direct motion until the 21st of April, which is a very wonderful. Uh, You uh, learned all about that in the last episode. And if you're just joining us today, be sure to check that out. And as always, thank you for being here and um, checking out what uh, this podcast is all about. So we just had our full moon and we're in a waning phase right now. So this is the fifth one, by the way, of these You heard me talk about in the finale forecast of 2022. These started back in October. We're in these 7 at 16 locked up full moons. Everything's opposing at the 16th degree of the sign. It's a very, very... This is uh, started in October under our full moon in Aries at 16 degrees. We just had the full moon in Leo at 16 degrees, February 5th. 
And we will continue to do this for two more months until April, uh, when the last one will oppose at 16 degrees of Libra. So this is a very, very heralded time for humanity to continue to be healing, learning through our revelations, opening up to further raw truth, and ultimately clearing away what we no longer need so that we can really dive into uh, the continuing earth heart shift. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of things, you know, still rolling out. <laughs> so without further ado, you've already heard me talk about today's very special guest in our first episode of 2023, as I shared reflections from some of my favorite books. And her new one that came out in 2022 has become one of my absolute sacred go-to reads for brilliant consciousness reminders and reference. We recently shared one of her many uh, innate wisdoms via simplistic views upon meditation and how to approach it first and foremost without the fear or, you know, that typical anticipation of why can't I do it? <laughs> whining, whining humans, right? But you know, 2023 is the perfect time on our planet to stop denying ourselves one of the greatest gifts that can absolutely help to enhance our lives, especially as you understand, you know, this uh, 2023's humanitarian request to understand the seven universal energy of the year of stillness and this silent listen. So aside from being a feng shui master, international speaker, CEO, and founder of Gates Interior Design, Amanda has also now added the title of author to her growing list of accomplishments and with the publication of Feng Shui for the Soul. So this is how to have more ohm for your home that she let out of her gates in 2022. Um, and Amanda, you know, she believes through understanding the power of energy that everyone can live a more joyful existence. Living in harmony with your surroundings is easy. However, many have conditioned, been conditioned to believe otherwise, and they simply haven't been shown how. Her company, Gates Interior Design, provides design that's energy aligned, helping homeowners and everyone in between to find that more ohm for their homes. She helps them identify where energy kinks exist, removing blocks, and showing them a more soulful approach to their spaces, all while creating extraordinary beauty. As she always says, beautiful energy is what creates a beautiful space. Amanda is also the founder of the advanced online course, Feng Shui for the Soul an intensive online program that teaches homeowners, healers, and coaches how to fearlessly embrace energy, medicine, and how to feel their way through spaces by heightening intuition, a process that she calls cultivating chi. Amanda's life philosophy is inspired by years of training in Tibetan Buddhism, ancient healing methods, feng shui, and shamanism. She's also an avid yoga practitioner and believes meditation will it solve all of life's problems. Born in Southern California and attending college in Northern California, she decided to move to Las Vegas, Nevada for a hot minute and finally settled down in Nashville, Tennessee for the past 18 years. Her secret to life boils down to three things. Hug a tree and get to know nature. Eat more ice cream and stop watching funny cat videos and get the cat. 
preferably a black and white one, because they are the key to humility, patience, and a lot of ridiculous joy. And it is an absolute honor and a pleasure to welcome you to the Sharita Star and Power Hour, dear Amanda. I am so excited to share today this complete debunking the telephone of Feng Shui that's happened in America. And this book, Feng Shui for the Soul, you are so vulnerable. You're completely honest and, and beyond fearless in how you relate your personal experiences. And, um, you know, I'm just going to let you roll with it and and tell us about kind of how it all came to be and 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 how the book kind of got birthed and then um i've got about four things that i took away from the book that i thought the listeners would you know just they've they've got to understand what these things are about their own home and i'll we'll have you explain what they are and and why they're so important so off you go, my dear. I'm going to let you, I'm going to wind you up and let you go. Let you roll. <laughs> well, thank you first and foremost for inviting me onto the show. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Amanda Gates. It's great to be here. Uh, yeah, so it was a, a book many years in the making. Um, I started off in feng shui many, many years ago. It was by pure happenstance. Um, Spirit absolutely led me into this career path as I was uh, on my way to med school. I had a degree in biology. I had been accepted to med school and by a chance occasion at a bookstore, um, I was staring at a bunch of design books because my then soon to be husband and I were in the process of remodeling a home and um, it just didn't feel right. It, there was, mm. my spidey senses were telling me that, gosh, that there's just, there's something wrong here. And I kept having all of these weird health experiences. And I just kind of did the, you know, the good old American thing of, we're just going to shove that down and pretend like it doesn't exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the good old, I, yeah, and I love how you just said that, the good old American thing, because, you know, that that is so much about how America has taken so much of this valuable wisdom from the East, and it is, it, it wants to make it its own thing versus value the principles and the actual sacredness of what the information is truly about. And, and that's what also what I just adore about your book is that you honor the sacredness of what Feng Shui actually is. And I'm going to let you keep talking. Yeah, it, it absolutely is sacredness, but more importantly, it's wisdom in our, yes. the Western world lacks wisdom. We are mm -hmm. inundated with knowledge but it's so surfacey, it's so shallow that we don't take the time. I mean, we've got, you know, fast news and fast information and we look at a headline and create an opinion off of it. And, you know, we will take off with that and not really know the true context. And just mm -hmm. knowing how information um, is so invalid at this point, right? With all the gaslighting and everything that it's just all false. Oh news. God, we, we, we could have a whole Feng Shui uh, conversation about that. But uh, another time we're going to have you back in the future too, <laughs> of course, because I, I, I just know there's going to be a demand to have you back after today's episode. Um, 
And it's funny you mentioned the context because and how, how this information is so it's so shallow because I, I recently watched um I was catching up with stuff over the holidays and or the whatever it was after the post holidays. And, and Trevor Noah has, has, uh, you know, now left the daily show. And one of the things he said in his final episode was the lack of context we have to all this information. You know, we're getting like 15 second sound bites of whatever reality we think is going on, but we don't understand what, what happened before and what happened after that 15 seconds. And, um, you know, you're bang on about this, this, um, you know, lack of context is it's incredulous in today's world. Incredible. Yeah. And I think that in, in many ways, um, these ancient practices, whether you look at yoga, feng shui, astrology, Ayurveda, um, there's so many beautiful, wonderful pra- practices that um, are rooted from the Upanishads and, you know, mm-hmm. ancient texts and ancient wisdom. And that's what a lot of people do is, is I think we're inundated with so much information that mm. we don't know what true wisdom is anymore. And so we, we try to validate, justify and create information based on just that, a headline. And, and that very headline uh, the garbage that's underneath it probably took 15 minutes to write and wasn't even well-researched. And so a lot of the feng shui information that's out there is, is pretty much the same. I mean, a lot of the books and the articles and, you know, the stuff that's out there, I just read it and I think, oh, my God, you know, people are reading this. And it's literally somebody, you know, took a little weekend workshop, mm-hmm. learned a few little surfacey things about feng shui, and then they hung their shingle out and said, hey, I'm an expert. Yeah. Oh, God. Is that not going on in every topic right now? Every topic right. has an expert that is not well-educated. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. And in 25 years that I've been practicing, I've never, ever, ever called myself an expert. I mm-hmm. always say that I am continually learning and I'm, you know, uh, experimenting. And and so uh, basically I was at this bookstore and I, I was, in my mind, I was thinking if I could just make my house a little bit prettier, it's going to feel better to me. And I'm a Scorpio. Uh, Sharita and I started out a, a professional relationship, and, and that has birthed <laughs> into a beautiful, wonderful, uh, she's one of my dearest friends. And yes. um, What would we do without you, my dear? I don't know at this point. <laughs> uh, you energetically have saved the day many times over. Um, and I'll let all you listeners know, we'll get into some other things later on in the interview, but uh, I, I have practiced what Amanda is talking about in her book. And of course, I, I've had the, the honor of, of having her do the feng shui on my own home uh, b- before she published this book. So I can tell you what she says in it is, is it is spot on. I have practiced what she's, you know, advised to do. And I even took your advice on because, yeah, we all got caught up in the, the, the illusion of saying you're an expert. And I did that, you know, because, hey, that's what we do. We're human. And uh, I've eliminated the word expert from my title as well. And I'm a forecasting practitioner because I practiced that, and and I loved the shift in that. It, it made a huge, huge difference, you know. Yeah, so. well, it's it's the removal of ego, and and I think that, that exactly is yeah. 
when you practice something um, that has spiritual matter, when it when it's deeply rooted in spiritual matter, it anchors you to something that that is higher than yourself, and it eliminates that 3D context of greed, power, mm-hmm. status. Um, you know, more for the sake of more, and I don't care what it takes to get to that more. And it's a very patriarchal level of pollution that we have all bought into. And so when you take a little weekend workshop or or dabble in an Eastern practice like feng shui, you're not even getting into the surface. I mean, you're you're not even stepping into the pond of of the possibilities of, of what this can be, you know. So... I, I was at this bookstore and, and this gal told me she walked up to me and, and um, wow, I can still to this day, her name was uh, Dr. Marlene. To this day, I can still really feel mm. her aura, her presence, her energy. And it was the first time in my life that um, I experienced recognition of, okay, this is something divine. This is something of great purpose and I need to pay attention. And I was like, oh gosh, 22 at the time, 21, 22, but it was so palpable, so powerful. I knew I need to listen. And she said, darling, you don't need to be looking at those books. You need to be looking at these books. And it was this powerful F word that I couldn't pronounce. I was like, what? And she just spun around and walked away. And I was like, what the hell just happened? She, just before she left, she spun around and she said, Woo, you better, you better be looking at that front door, darling. Woo, I can't breathe. You need to get that fixed. And my, mm. I, my knees hit the floor and I thought, oh my God, this woman who does not know me just nailed it. My entire, the whole front of my house was completely boarded up and nailed up and had been boarded up for a year because we were remodeling the house and I didn't think anything of it, but she knew mm-hmm. about it immediately, intuitively. So that was kind of my, my jump start into feng shui and I, I just started reading every book I could get my hands on to, you know, on it. And, and it's funny because I know your cat's names are, are hocus pocus, but I, <laughs> I, I didn't really care about the fundamentals. I didn't give a crap about the fundamentals. I just wanted to do, do the hocus pocus. I just wanted to get to the magic. And so that's right. Again, the American way, right? Let's rush to the finish line. It doesn't matter about the journey. And then I started working with my teacher, and she was working directly under Professor Lin Yan, who is the godfather who brought feng shui to the West. He is the, the reason that we have feng shui in America. Okay. And um, he was born in Tibet and was, he is a, was a living, breathing Buddha, and he brought feng shui to the Western world, and it was never about making money. It was never about... Um, Everything that we deem as important in America, power, greed, status, all of that, it was about how do we make a better humanity? How do we create a better Mm. world? And his tool was through feng shui. And so I started working with my first teacher. And again, I kept trying to skip to the hocus pocus and I didn't give a crap about the fundamentals. (laughs) And and I realized that was a big part of... um, my my big aha was oh my god I'm literally a 
breathing, functioning uh, example of the American way of rush, 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 push, 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 climb to the top of the mountain for the sake of being at the top of the mountain. We don't know why we want to be there, but I'm going to step on you and everybody else, and I'm going to obliterate anything and everything that's in my way to get to the top. I don't know why I need to be there, but you know, the world around me and, and, you know, everything is is telling me I've got to be on top of that mountain, you know, we're conditioned to be, oh, you've got to be, I mean, we are, we're a highly competitive country. Uh, Look at the way we deal with professional sports. I mean, that's a huge conditioning in this country um, to be competitive. And and not that you want to have that edge, but like you said, it always goes back to ego. And that's what we're trying to unwind from in the shift that's going on upon the entire planet, let alone America, you know. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, it's it's patriarchal pollution. It's all about the dog-eat-dog world and um, inequality and let's get to the top and let's um, compete. I'm better than you. I am more valuable than you. I'm more worthy than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm better looking than you. And it's, it's never mm. enough. Is basically, yep. basically and it's enough. never a beautiful statement right there. I mean, of truth. I don't know if it's a beautiful statement, but it's a beautiful statement of truth. I'm better than you. That, that is where it, to me, it's like, that's where the, the illness is. And if once we can get past that, kind of source of the illness we could going to get somewhere in the healing right yeah and that's what i really wanted to you know when i really started getting rooted in the practice and, and really living breathing and and living in this way my life opened up in unimaginable ways and my my quality of life my my level of contentment and peace really changed and i i really mm-hmm. wanted um it's such a I feel like Miss America you know you know what is it that you want to accomplish world peace (laughs) that's what they all say they want to do um I think I said to you once like you're wearing your crown of chi like because you know your 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 big thing is cultivating chi and I'm like yeah you're wearing your crown of chi (laughs) that's the crown you need to be wearing in your life right you know but it's such a you know when you can when you can really add that spiritual matter in your life and and you can really shift the the way it's hard because everything in our western world is it's conditioned and you know Mm. males are conditioned differently than females are conditioned and you know um, the narrative has been so strong that we've got to grind on this well-known path and we've got to grind in a certain way. We've got to have the certain house with the picket fence and the two kids and a dog. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's not what we came here to do. We didn't come here to grind on what everybody else has done. We came here to be creative and, and to open our hearts yeah. and have an experience and to grow on a soul level. And, Everybody kept asking me about 10 years ago, like, oh, do you have a book? And I was like, oh, God, no. Like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not there yet. Like, I I still have a lot more that I've got to accomplish and do before. (laughs) I think that was one of the first things I ever said to you was. Oh, you you said I was going to write a book? You're going to write many. (laughs) And I was like, who the hell do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) Astrology stuff doesn't have any context in life either, but hey. (laughs) Yeah, I, I was like, who the hell do you think you are? I, I, I'm not writing a damn book. And so uh, I started I started putting it together in 2016, 2015. And then I, I got the first draft done in 2016 and I gave it to my business um, 
I don't know what I would call her. She was like a girl Friday, but she was so much more than that. She was my business manager. She was my operations manager. She was like my everything. She, she helped me steer my ship in a, in a very forward motion. And she had been with me. Um, she's a dear friend of mine and she had been a part of this path for many, many years. And she saw a lot of the things unfold and a lot of the magic and a lot of the ahas and she had seen so much of it and and she and her daughter had both experienced it firsthand that she was not only a believer she was my biggest cheerleader and she was like you know she read this book she came back after the weekend she pushed it across the table and she said nope needs more cowbell Oh, more cowbell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Saturday Night Live, uh, about 25 years ago, there was an SNL skit uh, by Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan. And um, it's a great skit. Yeah, it's so funny. It's Blue Oyster (laughs) Colt, and they're recording uh, Here Comes the Reaper. Yeah. Don't fear the reaper. Don't fear and, the reaper. Uh, yeah. Will Ferrell is in charge of the cowbell, which is like the background of, of the song. And Christopher <laughs> Walken keeps coming in. And he's like, no, no, no. It needs more cowbell. <laughs> oh, it's a priceless. I, I mean, it's one of their like, you know, total classic episodes at this point. I mean, like, you can't hear that song randomly on the radio and not. It, it, it now 25 something years later you cannot just help but think of that episode anytime you hear that yeah. song <laughs> but i knew what she meant I, yeah I knew that yeah it's more chutzpah you know hey yeah i was playing it safe and i wasn't really getting to the heart of the matter and i was playing yeah. it safe because i in my mm. heart i felt like people were still very wrapped up in the I've got to be living paycheck to paycheck. I've got to be, you know, I've got to have the fanciest car, the biggest house, the best shoes, and I've got to impress my neighbors. And I was like, I can't go there and tell, you know, these wildly crazy, unbelievable stories. And she's like, oh, the frick you can't. She's like, that Mm -hmm. needs to be in the book. And so I thought Well, you've done it. The the vulnerability (laughs) is top notch. And, And that's the honesty that I think in today's world is, is if you don't have honesty anymore, there's not much substance there at all, you know? So you, you you nailed it, nailed it. You've just nailed it. Those were not in the original draft. And so I, I had thought about rewriting the original and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to scrap the whole project. I literally threw the entire manuscript away and I was like, I need to really, think about this and and what came to me was more ohm from your home and so I had purchased the domain and I kind of just marinated and kind of noodled on that and kind of noodled on what does this need to look like and actually Sharita and I were just talking about this about a week ago every time I sat down to write every time that I really started putting pen to paper was under a mercury retrograde Mm -hmm. and so I, my first real hard pen to paper was January of 2019 and it was a mercury retrograde and a lot of like, you'll see business coaches out there say like, write a book in 60 days and like, come out with your outline and like, you know, put together this whole context of what your book is going to be. I didn't have any of that. I had no idea where it was going. I had no idea what the chapters were going to be. I didn't know how it was going to make sense. I just started writing and um, I would write for a couple months at a time 
and then I would stop and I wouldn't write for several months and then I would sit down and I would only write when I was inspired. And a lot of times that I was inspired were under those Mercury retrogrades. And Which is, you know, and a lot of, for those of you who are, have been following along for a while, I have consistently told people you can get your best creative juices under a Mercury retrograde. I mean, you know, especially because you already had the project like in, it was in, in play, in existence, but it was an unfinished being. And when you revisit that under that retrograde vibe of Mercury, what you can pull out of there. And I, I mean, and this book is, is like I said, well, y- y'all have the go-to link uh, for this episode to uh, find out more about Feng Shui for the Soul, how to get more home for your home. And uh, it, I mean, again, you, you nailed it and you, you, you do, you, it, it's like, it is channeled and it, and it's just so, well, and secondly, it reads so well. I mean, you just are a clever writer. You uh, allow us to trust you immediately. I mean, that's like, a, you know, to me, if you're not reading something and you can't trust what you're, you know, especially these days, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, let's just throw it out there. But that was when I, I mean, of course, then I had, you know, I had amazing context of knowing you, but I, I really did try to read the book from a very objective, like, hey, if I didn't know her, how would I feel, like you say, how would I feel about it? And again, your honesty and vulnerability about how Feng Shui actually works is, is, is it's incredulous in comparison to anything else out there. Like you say, that's just, it's a surface scratching expert non-truth. <laughs> so yeah, and I really wanted to. It was in the summer or fall of 2019 that I was in a deep meditation, and spirit came through and was like, "This book needs to be called Feng Shui for the Soul," because I, I think a lot of people hear the word Feng Shui and they think I'm going to tell them where to put their couch, and I, I don't give yeah. a crap where you put your couch. Like this. Is, <laughs> This goes way beyond that. We're we're working in the fifth dimension. We're working on energy and emotions and a higher level of being. That's right. And this is what real feng shui is. But we've been taught in the Western world that if I place this stupid tchotchke in this specific area, I'm going to get love or the the career or it's all external things that you're you're basically trying to um, create manifestations through expectations which is all ego based it's not Mm -hmm. spiritually based right so i got this very powerful uh download that it needed to be called feng shui for the soul and there's already another book out there with this name and i thought well spirit i can't have my book named that book and so i was like i'm just going to focus on more own from the home and they kept coming in hot and heavy, like, no, it needs to be called feng shui for the soul. So I hired my attorney, and I was like, you know, what do I do? Is this okay? And, and she was like, oh, yeah, you're good. You're good to go. Trust your meditation. Like, you are good to go. And mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I went ahead, and I, I plowed forward with feng shui for the soul. And then the next meditation that I had was the cover. It was that... Um, all the colors of purple and yellow. I know, and it's a gorgeous book. And 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 I had said to you as well, because again, it always goes back to the feeling. You always talk about going back to how things feel, because if you don't know how it feels, or if you're ignoring how it feels, that's where we get into trouble as humans, you know. But your book even feels good. I mean, 
it yeah. just the texture of the cover it's, it's it's like it's delicious yeah well all of it was quite intentional but what what was funny is that i got the vision of the background um it had to feel solely it had to feel yeah. like this depth to it and it had to feel like energetics and it had it had to do a lot of things it had to to create a lot of emotions and it took me a year and I kept looking and looking and looking. And it was so funny because I finally said to Spirit, I'm like, all right, y'all. Like, you're showing me this darn cover. And, like, I can't find it. Like, and I had hired someone to help me. And they were just, they were falling flat. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this on my own. Spirit's going to guide me. And I kept looking, kept looking. And then um, we were, last year, just before the book, we were putting it together. She kept, the editor kept asking me, she's like, what, what do you want to do for this cover? And I was like, Oh, I, I know. And, um, I literally sat down in a meditation and I'm like, all right, y'all need to bring it to me. And 15 minutes later, I got the exact like vector file to the vision mm -hmm. that I was having and I knew what I was going to do. And I was like, Oh my God, this is brilliant. <laughs> like, yeah. It came out super here. well. I uh, mean, you know, trust, it's, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous book. I, I want to, uh, because I, I'm thinking to myself, well, we're, 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 we're gonna, we'll eat up this time with, without even blinking our eyes here. And, we're going to have you back, as I had said earlier, because um, I think there's we could talk about the connection of astrology and numerology to Feng Shui. And, and I mean, it is it's all interconnected. Um, but some of the what you were talking about earlier in, in reference to the house you had with your first husband. This was the first thing I had on the list of of saying these are important things that. You know, we want to understand about our home. So the first thing I had was the importance of the mouth of cheese. So I would like for you to go back and, and connect that dot of what was going on with that house when uh, and, and why was the significance of it being boarded up such an issue? Yeah, so um, I developed a system called the top five disruptors, and, and it was my way of kind of simplifying because you know the western world loves things to you know be simple because we love to overcomplicate things and, and one of those things is uh, called the mouth of chi which is your front door and the front door is, is such a, a valuable asset i mean if you literally if you can't even handle the top five start <laughs> at your front door because it's so powerful and i can't tell you how many times over the years i've received emails or messages from people saying oh my god all i did was clean my front door and xyz happened it, it's very mm -hmm. powerful and it represents so many things it, it represents um clarity of mind and, and our how we show up in the world how the world sees us and it represents our voice to the world and so opportunities resources clarity of mind um, but I would say that the big thing is really how we're visualized in the world, our voice to the world and opportunities are probably the, the three big ones. And so if you've got it boarded up, you're not going to have opportunities flowing in your life. Things are mm -hmm. going to be very blocked. Um, lack of clarity is a, is a big one. And you may be getting like passed up for a promotion again and again and again or you feel like you know you're trying to accomplish a dream or a goal and it's just not happening for you and this is where I always tell people to, to look because you know if you've got issues at your front door it affects all areas of your life 
So it's a big one. And, and for me, it was manifesting. I had had a fever blister for almost a year and I had never had one in my entire life. And I could not get this darn thing to heal. And as soon as we opened up the front of the house and had all the plywood pulled off the front and the, the front door opened, the fever blister went away and I've never had one since. My house is <laughs> speaking to me. Uh-huh. literally through my emotions and my physical through physical manifestation she was speaking to me but i didn't know how to speak the language and i didn't even know it existed until i met the woman at borders uh, dr marlene which i was talking about earlier right and there and there your mouth of chi got opened and there it all happened so i always tell people to start there i mean it's it's one of the most magical mystical things that you can mm-hmm. do so it's even like you were saying, and and you have obviously examples in the book, but like you know, your hardware on the on the door needs to be working right, or if the lock is rickety, or whatever the case is, um, you want that door to always be pristine as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you've got to you can't half you know half asset. You you got to do the whole thing because it, right. You know, if if you look at it in a human context, like, you know, how do you function if your leg is broken? You're going to be slower. You're not going to function as well. So it's the same thing. If you don't have the best hardware, then it's not functioning as well. If it's sticking or it's not opening well. Yeah. I just uh, went to a yoga class and the door to the yoga studio is sticking really bad. And it's sticking so bad that people go to pull on it and they think that the door is locked. That's how stuck it is. And I told the owner, I was like, you really need to get that fixed because every time someone pulls on that door, they're getting frustrated or there's anxiety of, oh, my God, I've missed the class. And every single person is experiencing that. And they're depositing that energetic residue right there at the front door. Mm -hmm. So it's going to affect your business and it's going to affect who shows up. And over time, it's going to affect your income. Mm -hmm. And she just looked at me like, seriously? It's just a door. <laughs> uh, isn't that and isn't that funny? Like how people would have that reaction immediately. Oh, it's just a door. It's just a door. Really? Okay. Well, and I share that story in the book about a friend of mine. I flew up to Virginia to help her with her feng shui, and her front door was sticking. And I told her, I said, you know, you got to get the, you got to get a handyman out here. And she kind of looked at me like, really? Like, that's going to be $200 to get a handyman out here. I'm like, really? Like, $200 is it? Like, you should do it. And she did it, and her husband had a business trip to Vegas, like, two weeks later, and he won, like, $58,000 at the, the table. <laughs> oh, I guess that solved the 200 <laughs> Yeah, right? I mean, that's the power of feng shui, though. Like, it sure is. <laughs> that's know? right. Yeah. So is. So uh, uh, another one that, uh, and this has been something that when I now have gone since I learned about this uh, concept, that I go to other people's houses and and even I like go, oh, oh, they're not in command here. They're not in command here. They need to to have, um, you know, some slight adjustment because what you also give us, I mean, you in the book, you have like, you know, you have all these exercises to do and, and all these different points of inspiration and references, but you, you allow us to understand that no matter how your house may be set up, that there's a way to adjust or correct that energy that is somewhat out of alignment because, you know, you can't, 
redo the whole house, you know, and unless you want to tear it down and rebuild the whole thing to like perfect feng shui, right? But most of, of these living spaces, you know, you have to, you know, you're going to have to adjust things in, in a certain way to, to make the energy work better for you. And one of the most important things that you talk about is your point of command, which is within your kitchen and also where if you have a desk in your home. So I'll let you explain like how to make sure your point of command is where it belongs because that's going to affect things too for you in income and, and just matters of circumstances happening to you. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a very simple principle and it goes back to our evolution of, you know, caveman days of always having something stable and sturdy behind us so that we can fight. It's, it's based on fight or flight. And so if you are, uh, so many people want to have their desk shoved up against the window or, you know, they want to have their bed um, on a wall that, where the door is so you can't see when people are coming in. It, it's fight or flight. If you cannot see the door, then somebody can come in and startle you. And that's a sense mm. of anxiety. It startles you mm -hmm. and that startled chi. And so it, it creates a, a response in you where your heart rate goes up, your stomach drops, you know, you, there's, there's a sensation that occurs and it, there's a reason for that. It's evolution. Instinctually, it's, oh my God, I'm in danger. Now, we live in the modern world and so most people say, well, that's ridiculous, Amanda. A tiger is not going to attack me. No, but if you're busy looking out the window, you know, staring at your squirrels, someone could come in and stab you in the back so they could that's right you know yeah so, your story yeah. of the man looking out the window with the squirrels is great I, it, <laughs> it, it, and not only uh dear listeners will you you know uh, you know come away from reading this book with great wisdom under your belt but you will also be uh you will learn to laugh throughout it because amanda also has a she has a fun comedic side to how she relates some things <laughs> it's also appreciated as you're reading something like this because we have to keep laughing in our life too you know that's always good for the chi am i am, would that be a, a fair thing to say <laughs> well yeah and, and the thing is is that you know feng shui and I, I talk about this in the book as well feng shui is only one ingredient to the recipe so Feng shui is not the end-all be-all, just like astrology is not. What it is is it's, exactly. it's an ingredient in the full recipe. And so it's not the end-all be-all where you're going to take this magical feng shui pill and everything is going to be fantastic. But what it does do is it helps align you with your recipe to get it as close as possible to help not really control but maybe guide circumstances. And so you want to do everything in your power to work with the energy and not work against it. And being in command is working against it because you're depositing anxiety. You're depositing mm -hmm. this, you know, fight or flight response every time someone startles you when they come into the room. And mm -hmm. I talk about how, you know, one of the things that a lot of the articles and information out there about feng shui that has really missed a huge mark is that it talks about the physical manifestations in your home, which really feng shui has nothing to do with. Feng shui is about energy. Mm. So it goes way beyond your home. It goes into your personal chi and who you are as a person. Yeah. So those top five disruptors, you know, your, your mouth of chi is literally your mouth. Taking command is how are you showing up in the world? I talk about in the book how 
uh, Jane, the real estate agent, was stealing my command. She was stealing my power, and I was allowing it. Like, yeah. she was making me feel like a victim, and it was because I wasn't taking command of my own life. And that is a, a, a thing with personal chi. So you have to have both in place. And, and if your personal chi is weak and you're not caring for it, your environment is going to reflect that and vice versa. It is a whole system that you have to look at as a whole as opposed to I'm just going to move my couch and everything's perfect or you know, I'll go to a party and someone will say, oh, feng shui. Yeah, I did that once. Like that's not how it works. That's like saying, oh, showering. Yeah, I did that once. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully if you do shower every day, that means you'd be practicing your feng shui because it is it, it 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 is you're practicing feng shui every day of your life in some way, shape or form. You're not um, that that would shoot me down to to the, one of the last points I wanted um, to touch upon uh, today. But what I will get to before that is um, how you describe and, and you say, like, you know, obviously these these chi distributors of or disruptors, excuse me, not distributors. <laughs> um, but like things that we have that people just don't. They've either accepted them so much into a life of convenience that, you know, obviously we're all programmed into now and and so on. But how these things are actually very disruptive to our chi, but also the way the actual shape of things in our life or, you know, walls and interjections. So you, you call it sharp sh anything that that interjects sharp shooting chi. Um, and of course, things that deal with our electronics and technology. So I'll, I'll let you talk about why that's not so happy for you, Chi, or at least cultivate it well. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, so what you're referring to is, again, one of the top five disruptors, and it's called a knife edge. And, and a knife edge is basically the most common are, are from wall corners. 
Um, it can also come from furniture. It can come from sculptures. It can come from an uh, adjacent home, like a roof line. Um, but it, the ancients, you know, we in our Western world think we're so damn smart and that we've figured everything out in life. And like, we are dumber now than we've ever been, especially when it comes to wisdom, but they could actually physically see because they were at a higher vibration. They could see energy. They understood. That's where all these principles come from. That's why, you know, I'm not just sitting here making this up going, oh, these are the five things that we should pay attention to. No, these are, these are energy practices that I have been taught about that have literally been um, performed, practiced, experienced, experimented on for over 6,000 years. So none of this information is new. It's a matter of, I, I have basically brought it back up to the surface because, you know, nobody's paying attention to this. They want to know where to put their couch. Mm-hmm. The knife edge <laughs> is anything that creates sharp shooting chi. And it, I, I go into great detail about this in the book about vibration and frequency yes. and how there is um, all sorts of studies. It hasn't been done on sharp corners, but it's been done on um equipment on buildings on planes on all these things that create frequency and vibration and the damage that it does to the physical world well if vibration and frequency from electrical equipment affects your heart rate if it affects your kidneys your urinary tract your uterus all of these things it's not a hard stretch to say huh you know if the ancients said these uh sharpshooting corners create sharpshooting chi it's quite plausible that when you're sitting there, it's going to irritate you because it's coming right at you and it's, it's hitting you. So Mm -hmm. you can experiment with this. I mean, I I've done this myself where I will try to sit at a desk with a knife edge behind me and I'm so damn fidgety. I cannot sit still. And it's like, Oh my God, what is going on? And it's like, Oh, there's a knife at my back. Or if you try to sleep near one, I actually have a great example, and I, I did a YouTube video on, her name was Jessica Raddick, and I put her entire video up on YouTube, and she had two knife edges in her bedroom, and one of the questions that I asked her as I was looking at her floor plan, I said, you know, do you have a problem with insomnia or sleeping, and primarily, are you experiencing leg issues? And she goes, oh my God, I have not been able to sleep for over a year and my, I had such restless leg syndrome that I actually switched sides in the bed. And now my husband has it. And I said, it's an easy <laughs> fix. You have a knife edge coming at your bed and that sharpshooting chi is hitting you guys in the legs. Well, we fixed it. And then she was like, oh my God, for over a year, I have lost sleep. She's like, I had no idea it would be this simple. And I'm like, this is the problem. You know, nobody pays attention to this stuff and they want to poo poo it. And it's like, it's so simple. How does it feel? And how, if you can sit into the energy, it's a very easy understanding of, oh, okay. But Mm -hmm. we want to chalk it up to, you know, I'm busy. I'm working a lot of hours. I just had a baby. I'm stressed out. You know, Mm -hmm. right. I haven't exercised. And it's like, it could be those things. But how about we sit down for a minute and breathe into it and actually feel, allow ourselves to feel our environment and feel our experiences so that we can come to an intelligent resolution or come up with some kind of an idea of what it might be, conclusion maybe. Um, but a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to do that. And then, you know, no. I'm absolutely crazy. Or Amanda, you're absolutely crazy. 
I've never heard those words before that were absolutely crazy. But, you know, hey, normal is always overrated in my opinion. But <laughs> Well, that's the thing, you know, I, I was sharing with you last week and was Chinese New Year's and um, I did several ceremonies for local clients and, and one of them, her biggest complaint was her neighbor. Uh, she had new neighbors that came in from out of state and they've been doing a lot of bad things. One of the first things they did is they ripped out 1400 year old trees on the property. <gasps> Melissa, oh. I mean, I was crying for it. I mean, I'm such a nature lover and I was having a heart attack and she said in the most polite way, she said, we're just not jiving with them. And she said, they're doing a lot of dumb things and they're really messing up the energy. And so we did a big ceremony and yesterday we're talking five days later, she texted me yesterday and she said, Oh my God, Amanda, they just put up a for sale sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. So ceremonies I mean, don't work. Nah. None of this energy stuff works. Yeah, it won't I shift mean, anything. It, it's you know, and if you can really approach life through spiritual matter and trust, and 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 again, your your life is not going to be devoid of struggle and strife. And you know, you know my life. Yes, that's correct. Life, but it helps you look through life through a spiritual lens, as opposed to the lens of a victim. You can look at it as, oh my gosh. Yeah okay, what is this teaching me and how am I evolving spiritually and what can I take away from this? Because when yep. you can approach it through that lens, now you're doing feng shui for the soul. That's and right. now you're looking at things with spiritual matter and it takes on a whole different level of wisdom and context. Yeah. And I, um, and, and leading into one of the things I think that, that well, and you talk greatly about in the book is, is, that is a, you know, a disruptor of us even being able to attain that as well as we would like to is this relationship that humanity has been, you know, sort of, I, I say brainwashed and bamboozled into having with technology to the point that they are so unconscious about what it's doing to their energy and their chi, they don't get it. And they don't realize how disturbed their life is. Which you also well, get into and, and, and talk about, you know, how can we correct that and, and, or, you know, become more mindful, obviously. We're not yeah, getting rid of the technology, but we can have a better relationship with that technology. That's exactly it right there is that technology in many ways has advanced our lives in many ways and given us conveniences that I think we can all agree are fantastic. The problem is, is that our relationship to it has become very unbalanced and mm -hmm. we have made it a crutch and a coping mechanism as opposed to a tool. And yeah. so I, I think that the problem is, and you can see this, all you have to do is go out in society and everybody's looking down. Uh, nobody goes and just sits at a bar anymore and enjoys yeah. their drink. They go to the bar and they are unconsciously looking at their phone and sucking down their alcohol, you know, yep. they're not, looking at anybody else and so there's a level of unbalanced energy that's that's happening and due to that there is now um a level of and i can feel this because i, I now at this point in, in my cultivation i'm so open that i've got to be quite conscious of this because i can feel everything that's going on around me yeah and people their energy is frenetic there's yeah. a great level of anxiety that I have never felt in our culture ever before. Mm -hmm. Everybody is, is running with great anxiety, um, enormous amounts of stress. Um, it, it's that great quote that you have, um, 
the more hurried I get, the more behind her I get. Or oh, that like was that. on my grandmother's wall. She had that on a trivet when I was growing up. Uh, the hurrier I go, the behind her I get. And that's exactly yeah. where we're at. And the thing yeah, is, that's is that where we're at. Yeah. if you learn how to use technology as a tool to make your life better and you balance it with time and effort to cultivate your chi, which looks like slowing down, you know, is this really a priority or is this somebody else's expectation that, you know, I need to do this or go here or, you know, I'm, I'm doing it for somebody else's agenda because everybody has an agenda and they will gladly mm. throw their agenda on you. I mean, I experience this at work all the time. Like, well, I need this done right now. And it's like, well, great. Then you should have called two weeks sooner. Like that's not my, you yeah. know, so you have to learn how to have boundaries and I, with your chi, you have to be very mindful. Whatever that looks like for you, there's no one size fits all, you know. The meditation guru is going to tell you, oh, well, you have to meditate. Well, then the yoga instructor is going to say, well, you have to do yoga. There's no have tos. It's whatever right. works for you. It's mm -hmm. maybe just sitting down and doodling. Maybe it's getting out in nature. Maybe it is meditation. Maybe it is yoga. Maybe it's spending time with your family. Maybe it's sitting on your balcony staring at squirrels. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> it's a matter of slowing down, shutting down, and just allowing your chi to breathe. And yeah. nobody does that anymore. And, and, and you pull that in very well when you are talking about the art of meditation in the book, which was my last thing I wanted to touch upon and have you speak about a little more in depth, is... Most people get very caught up in meditation that they can't do it. And, and you know, one of the first episodes of the year, we uh, I read a passage from the book and, you know, talked about your concepts on it, which are brilliant because you break it down into such a more of a simplistic way to approach meditation instead of complicating it, which is what everybody does. Right. And it's why they think they can't do it. But the most important thing I think you say about meditation is about just understanding of putting yourself in a place of in a state of being rather than doing. And if you're yeah. being rather than doing, you're actually meditating and you don't have to like clear your head of all thought because that's, it's just not the way it really works. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my um, teachers, I, I worked with a shaman for, for many years on energy and um, his name was Thunderwolf. And, and what he taught me was that, when it comes to, and it's interesting because, you know, I call it chi cultivation, but it, every ancient um, civilization had some level of, um, whether it was mindfulness, meditation, chi uh, cultivation, whatever it is that you want to call it, um, it's, it's a quieting of the mind and it's a lowering of the stress. But the purpose of it is, is to get to your innate being, to get to your inner state. And so, like, one of the things that I do is I wake up very early. Um, I usually wake up between 4.30 and, and 5 a.m., and I, I come into my office every morning. I have a, a deliciously comfortable couch in my uh, office with a heated blanket, and <laughs> I just come in here, and every day looks different. There are no rules. Every day looks different. Some days yeah. I read spiritual texts. Sometimes I do uh, energy work. Sometimes I will meditate. Sometimes I will just, you know, read a book. It doesn't matter what it is. But from that time, let's say 5 a.m. to 6.30, I just putter. I do apps. There are no rules. There's no, there's no context of That's the word right there. The word, of the, the word of feng shui is how to get yourself to putter. 
Yeah, yeah. tell us more about puttering. <laughs> and the goal is, one of the things that I really learned from Thunderwolf is that um, the world is in a constant state of beta mind. It's that frenetic, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, and we're constantly in a state of flight. So yes. our nervous system never comes down. It's why we have so much sickness, illness, anxiety, mm -hmm. depression, yep. mental illness, and it's because we're constantly in beta mode. We're in fight or flight constantly. And so he always said that in order to do energy work in an intelligent way, you have to be willing to get yourself down into alpha. And he said many of the shamans, ancients, Buddhas, all of them, they actually can be in a walking, open, uh, awake state and be in delta and even theta brainwaves. And it's because they can bring themselves so low, not vibrationally, but so low mm. as far as their brain waves go. And right. we all know that when we sleep, it's delta and theta where, where we get our highest level of rest and where we get into dream state. So if you can, I, you know, after 20 years, I still can't get into delta and theta while being in an awake state, but I can get into alpha. And alpha is when you can get in that state, you can literally be in a waking state and decisions are easy to come by. It's easy to make, you know, come up with solutions, make good decisions, um, think clearly and make sound judgments. And our world, because they're mostly in beta, it's frenetic. And so most decisions that are made are made mm -hmm. under a poor state of mind. Yes, and an emotional reaction, not response, which is something I teach people with understanding lunar cycles and so on and so forth. And it's, but the mind and your feelings are so directly connected that, you know, you, your mind is what's in charge of that, you know, of how it's feeling, you know, I mean. But, but that's chi cultivation. And when you and can that's cultivate, cultivating that chi. Yeah. yeah, if you can cultivate your chi in an intelligent way like that and bring your system to rest, when somebody else throws their agendas on you and somebody else comes at you with, oh, my God, I'm, you know, you've got to you've got to come to my level. You've got to be out in freak out mode like me because we got to get this done. You're not going to be affected by it. Everybody who meets me constantly says to me, you're always so calm. You're yeah. always so calm. And it's because yeah. I do the freaking work. I'm constantly right. cultivating my chi and I make that a priority. I don't, yeah. you know get all caught up in the stuff that other people waste their time on. I don't spend hours a day on my phone. I don't spend hours a day watching TV. I spend hours a day cultivating my chi or learning something new. And so that too is cultivating your chi because as you become more intelligent, you make better decisions and you, you know, you improve your life in better ways, which, you know, boosts your chi and fluffs your chi. So that to me, you know, that is feng shui for the soul. It's a whole system. You've got to work on yourself because you are a living, breathing sense of feng shui chi. And then you've also got to work on your home. It's a symbiotic relationship. Yes. And and where do we spend? And I think why this is also just such an important book in our now is, is you know, obviously we know American culture especially, but all the, the, the worldly collective cultures, you know, grind, 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 work. Well, actually, no, I, I would say Europe doesn't do what we do. Um, or at least I don't think they do it as to the level that we do. Um, but if you're not at work, you're at home most of the time, except when you socialize. So if you don't have your home feeling good and, and all of that, then 
no wonder why people's lives are so, you know, like you say, in this chaotic state, if they don't have that relationship in place. Um, consciously. Well, and I think that's why we, we do see so much anxiety. L- levels of loneliness are going through the roof right now. And, and yes, they are. You to think for that. And suicide rates mm-hmm. are going up. And it also translates as anger. You'll see a lot of people who are angry and frustrated and disappointed and they take that energy and the only way that they know how to process it is to lash out and project that onto others. Well, you know, don't get frustrated with that person. Show them kindness. Show them mm-hmm. compassion. Give them a piece of your cultivated chi because that little tiny inkling of compassion could literally turn their world around and make them go on a better path. So you never know. And and that to me is true cultivation that is true feng shui for the soul where you're you're tapping into the higher levels of being of where we come to this 3d world and we're taught that it is about accumulation and striving and getting to the top and accumulating as much as we possibly can to you know there's this old statement of i you know i want to buy as much as i can to impress the people uh that i don't really care about to buy things that i don't need you know (laughs) It's an old Thomas Stanley quote, and I think Dave Ramsey has ripped it off. But it, it's like we we have been bred to believe that that's the you know that's the thing to happiness. That's what's going to bring us contentment. But you know, as you're listening to this, Sharita has said many times that we are headed into well, we are in a seven universal year. This is the year of contemplation, reflection, going inward, simplifying. I really feel that this year is going to kick off, which I talk about in the book in in chapter 12. I I share some of my premonitions of of how the world is going to unfold over the next decade. And I really feel like this is the year that's going to kick it off because this energy is going to force many of us to go inward and and inside and contemplate and realize we don't need the 7,000 square foot house. We don't need the Land Rovers and all these external things. And we're going to really start to simplify. We're going to start seeing humanity soften a little bit and and show more kindness and compassion. And I think that Sharita and I were just talking about this, like the days of, you know, the fifties and sixties when all women wanted a fur coat and how big of a deal it was, you know, Oh, well, it's a status symbol. I have to have a fur coat. Well, now if you wore a fur coat, it's, you know, yeah, that, that that has changed because now you're politically incorrect. <laughs> and I think that a, after we get through this year, I think what's going to happen is we're going to see that the, this um, I'm better than you attitude and I have more it's, than you. It's going to become highly out of fashion. And yeah. the you, status you symbol of the Land Rover and the Maserati and the Ferrari and the big house and the shoes and the handbags. If you have those things, people are going to look down on you. Because right. It, it, it'll be a different form of judgment uh, a, it, that, that people can have or will yeah, have. And I think yeah. that society is going to look down on that because it's you're focusing on you and it's an ego approach to life. And I'm better than you because I have these things as opposed to I have a little bit more than you. How can I help you? How can I help you have a better life? And we have that's never right. that that's more of a. Um, you know, we've done patriarchy now for, you know, pretty much all of time. Um, we'll say, you know, 3000 plus years, much longer than that, but you know, we'll, we'll go easy on them. But now we're going to start seeing the rise of the the divine feminine and the matriarch. And and it's not that we're going to be ahead. It's not that we're going to be more valuable. It's that we're finally going to start seeing equality. 
That's right. In a very time. different, it, it is, it is a process. This isn't a light switch, you know, that, that that's going to happen in this way. Um, I have so enjoyed having you on and I thank you for being here with us here on the Sherita Star and Power Hour and um, uh, in educating our listeners. What, um, and we're, you're, you're coming back. I mean, you know, that's, that's just a, that's just a given. We're going to have to have you back later on in, in, in this, um, learning to be still year and, and, uh, get, get, getting back in balance with what it really means to be human. But Amanda, tell us how can everybody, number one, find you and the work you do and find your book and, and tell us all that. And, um, and then we'll just be wrapping it up and thank you all for, you know, being here. This is going to be another, a, a little over an hour today. So you got a little extra empowerment. <laughs> Yeah, the million dollar question is where where can you find Amanda? Every year it's getting harder and harder because I, I'm getting closer and closer to uh, looking for a hundred acres and building my <laughs> own little compound and like just going away from society. Um, but as of right now, <laughs> <laughs> where where can they find you on this infamous internet? <laughs> yes, uh, right now you can go to uh, my website is gatesinteriordesign.com. That's probably the easiest place to to find me. But the book is on Amazon. You can go there and and type in Feng Shui for the Soul. And yes, there is another book with that name title. Look for the one that's written by Amanda Gates. It's it's much prettier. It's much it's it's much more. It'll draw you in. Uh, I think better than the other one. Um, but you know, uh, pretty easy. Just, just Google Amanda Gates and I am, you know, for years and years and years and years, I, I have been all over the internet. And so thankfully all those breadcrumbs are still there, even though I am slowly but surely pulling myself off of social media and pulling myself off the internet. There's still breadcrumbs everywhere. <laughs> yes. Well, you've, you've been, you know, you've done a lot of podcasting for years and, and all, you know, the, the, every, that what we've all been doing and, and are continuing to do. So yes, you, you have a wealth of information to explore, uh, with what Amanda has created beyond this book, beautiful book that, um, if you want to really understand a lot about energy and, how important that energy is between you and your home. The, the, the Feng Shui for the Soul is is it's a beautiful read. It, it it is on my new list of you know it's become part of my go-to books. You know I just like to go pick it up and just open up a page now and 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 just get a little inspiration from it um, all the time, which I did uh, when I shared everything at the beginning of the year. So well, thank you again for being here today and. Um, we will be looking forward to having you back on very, very soon. I look forward to it. Thank you, everyone, for listening today, and, and thank you for listening to my story. And I look forward to hearing from all of you who go out and get the book. Um, I've been told it's really good mental food, and it's like no other feng shui book out there, which is exactly what I was going for. So I hope all of you enjoy it. You've achieved that goal, and then some. All right. Thank you so much again, Amanda. appreciate it greatly. And deepest gratitude once again to Amanda Gates for taking the time to be here and sharing her amazing chi consciousness with us all. Be sure to connect with the go-to link for today's episode to further explore the wealth of wisdom Amanda has to offer, as well as obtain your copy of Feng Shui for the Soul, How to Have More Ohm from Your Home. As always, 
Thank you so much for being here and taking another silent listen to the Sharita Star Empower Hour. We'll be back on February 24th with more consciousness conversation for our ongoing seven universal year of 2023, continuing the empowerment for you to own your now with and connect to how very much you will have won. Till next time, this is Sharita Star for Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Never compromise, living consciously. Namaste, dear stars. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.